Social Ventures Australia brings you this podcast from the SVA Quarterly, the leading management publication for the social sector in Australia. In this podcast, Learning to be More Human, global education consultant Charles Ledbetter identifies four features of innovative schools essential to prepare students for our changing world. They centre around developing students' humanity. Charles Ledbetter spoke at an SVA event earlier in the year. At the gathering of school leaders, part of SVA's Bright Spot Schools Connection, he previewed the now-released report, The Problem Solvers. In the report, Ledbetter states, if education is going to prepare students for the future world of work, Its core purpose needs to shift from teaching students to follow instructions to preparing students to identify and solve problems. There's no future in getting better at teaching people to be bad robots, to follow routines and to do exactly as they're told, said Ledbetter. We should be teaching people to find interesting questions, to come up with solutions that no one has thought of, and to work together to create things that make a difference in the world. We need to develop people who are better at being human. It's about being work ready for the 21st century. Ledbetter spent six months researching and visiting innovative schools around the world to identify how schools can best prepare students for work. These challenges are especially relevant in marginal and disadvantaged communities where the rates of youth unemployment are particularly high. Ledbetter emphasised that employers are among the most critical about the current system which produces young people unprepared for basic functions at work, such as to take the initiative, to respond, to collaborate or to empathise. He believes there's increasing numbers of employers and academics who realise that we are letting young people down, that what we're doing is not good enough. Ledbetter said, Even though the future world of work and therefore education needs to be all about technology and equipping people to engage with and use it, fundamentally, education needs to be about learning to be more human. What are our unique strengths, values and contributions? If things can be done by machines and computers, they will be, he said. Humanity is about empathy, creativity, collaboration, joint enterprise, and moral purpose. That's what we've got to put at the heart of schools. And as for the appetite for change in the system, Ledbetter is optimistic that there's a worldwide movement of teachers desperate to do things differently. Having looked at innovative schools around the world, Ledbetter saw a lot of new curriculum being developed. He cited the curriculum created by the US-based Expeditionary Learning Schools to teach common core standards for literacy entirely through project-based learning. It meets the curriculum requirements for the New York State exams. And about 150 schools have explicitly adopted this model. The online open source version has been downloaded 5 million times. Ledbetter believes the single largest obstacle to curriculum development is assessment. 
He said, standardized testing is running out of steam because it doesn't do anything about reducing inequality and sometimes widens it and doesn't prepare people for the washing machine of the 21st century. Ledbetter believes that there's a golden opportunity to come up with new forms of assessment by collaborating with universities and employers. He cited Templestowe College in northeast Melbourne, which has signed a deal with several universities to accredit students as ready for university study, regardless of their HSC results. The college validates that students are ready to learn and are motivated based on their performance in individualized programs. In the programs, students have selected subjects from more than 150 electives, including entrepreneurship opportunities. Ledbetter said that based on Templestowe's recommendation, the universities will admit them on the basis that they're geared up and driven, regardless of their ATAR score. He believes we'll see more of that in the future. So what are the common features of innovative schools? From his research, Ledbetter identified four features. The first is a journey of knowledge from basic skills and core content to higher order interdisciplinary concepts. This knowledge starts with the basic skills of literacy and numeracy and moves on to knowledge of core content and then to higher order concepts and thinking skills where students challenge, question and adapt knowledge. Ledbetter noted that in the indigenous context, this means an exploration of indigenous knowledge and culture. He cited some of the Maori immersion schools in New Zealand as being the most impressive. They understand how to engage deeply with culture and history and with the modern world and to move between the two. The report cites the example of an immersion school in Rotorua that not only gets good results in government examinations, but also aims to deepen students' understanding of their identity, culture, and language. Much of the learning is interdisciplinary, allowing the school to maintain the cultural context. Ledbetter explained a genealogy project which combined using the internet and digital tools provided understanding about culture, history, identity, as well as biology. The second feature, is a personal journey which develops persistence, resilience, and purpose. Personal strengths and character development include helping students find a sense of purpose and ambition and building their resilience and persistence. A young person needs to want to come to school because it's about them, said Ledbetter. It needs to be an expression of them, not about fitting into a system. All learning requires persistence. So good schools and teachers encourage students to take that leap into the unknown. Ledbetter cited the Broom Street Academy, a charter high school in New York, where half of students are homeless or living in foster care, and the other half have come from some of the worst public schools in Manhattan. He said, for these kids, just coming to school requires persistence. The school has created a champion and mentor system to keep kids coming back. The third feature is a social journey, which develops collaboration, empathy, and communication. Social experiences allow students to deepen their relationships with others, learn through dialogue and collaboration, and take action together to make and do things for and with other people. All the schools that Ledbetter identified as being innovative are highly social. He said they have learning-focused cultures that encourage collaboration and communications.
One example he described is the Northern Beaches Christian School in Sydney. The school has designed the pedagogy and physical space to encourage sociability. It provides many ways for the kids to come together in teams and groups to interact with peers and teachers. The fourth feature is learning to be an agent, to make, serve and contribute. Activities need to give students a strong sense of agency so that they learn how to turn knowledge and ideas into action to see that they can make a difference in the world. Ledbetter talked about Collegi Montserrat in Barcelona, a school run by, in his words, a group of radical nuns who think outside the educational orthodoxy. He said that the school would say that you've got to get the students really interested to get them to learn. It might be something really close to them or about the wider world, but it's got to matter to them. Then they'll start learning. Often that need to learn is stronger if it makes a difference to someone else. When Ledbetter visited the school, they were building houses for refugees. They were acquiring all the knowledge they needed for relevant parts of the national curriculum, including science, economics, geography, language and technology. Ledbetter believes that schools are going to need to become places where you make things, run businesses and serve the community. He says they'll be more like startup hubs. The schools mix these four features together, creating a dynamic learning environment. So what's required of the educators? Ledbetter emphasized that in creating this dynamic learning environment, the primary change is the school culture. For students to learn these modes of behavior, of being a better human, this has to be modeled by the educators and the system they are learning in. He said, you have to get people to do things differently. This is going to be messy. The culture is the most important thing, he said. A lot of the aspects of those features has to apply to the teachers as well as the students. It's a whole school culture. It's a place of research into better teaching, lots of collaborative practice, and sharing lots of transparency. Ledbetter also noticed that good and effective leadership in these innovative schools requires longevity, sticking at it with commitment. This may mean having many goes, coming back with new waves of energy, he said. It's about systems and culture, things that build up collectively. In conclusion, education needs to develop young people's unique strengths as human beings, not only their knowledge, but their personal strengths and character, their social skills, and their sense of agency. In this way, they will have more capacity to identify and solve the problems that matter in the world, and not just follow instructions. The four features shared by innovative schools around the world described here need to be integrated into a dynamic learning environment manifest in the school culture. Schools that achieve this shift will be better placed to cultivate the unique strengths and capacities of young people so that they are better prepared for the changing world of work in the 21st century. Related podcasts and articles can be found on the SVA quarterly site www.socialventures.com.au forward slash SVA hyphen quarterly forward slash.